Good evening. <coughs> I hope you all enjoy the food in your prison this week. So today there will be a talk again. I will say I would like that it be your talk, not my talk. Your understanding, not my understanding. However, I have to tell you that I will be talking all the time. And the only hope that I have is that you don't fall asleep and that you get just a little bit of understanding. So today's talk will be about independence and freedom. So we'll look at that from a spiritual view. However, looking at humanity, we can see that the need of freedom and independence is inherent to our condition. Whether it is political, financial, or psychological, that quest for autonomy and self-reliance has always been there. You can just remember your teens, you know, the quest you had to be uh, independent from the, your parents, <laughs> independent from uh, other people, and just looking for what you want to do in your life. So the Pali words for uh, freedom will be something like a vimokka, mokka, or vimutti. It means liberation. Liberation maybe from prison or from whatever you want to associate the word with. Another word that uh, I found will be the closest in meaning with the independence is the word anisito. And this word is used in many places in the text describing, you know, the sage or describing, you know, somebody who is liberated. And they will say, for example, the muni anisito. And uh, also, in the Satipatthana Sutta, you know, the refrain that is coming again and again at the end of every uh, little chapter, every little paragraph is, Anisito chen virati, This is coming all the time. And that means uh, he is dwelling independent and he is not clinging anything in the world. So the word nisaya means leaning on, and it is derived from the asaya, and the meaning of that is a resting place, a seat, a refuge. And the past participle of it is nisita, which means hanging on, dependent on, attached to, 
supported by, bent on, relying, lean against. For example, your seat or your chair. We could say that you are, you know, this is a Nisaya for you. This is a kind of a support. This is a kind of a dependence. So the negative aspect, you know, the negative uh, spelling of the word will be anisita. So, which means uh, unsupported, free, unattached, emancipated, and independent. So among the various, uh, you know, references or quotations that I could have given in the literature, I just choose one from the Udana. Note one of the Pali texts, and it is uh, one sutta. You know, there are a few suttas called in the Nibbana Sutta. You have three suttas there in the Udana. And in that sutta, uh, the Buddha is uh, explaining to some monks who were already arahat, they were already, uh, you know, attained the highest emancipation. And he was telling them about the Dhamma, and uh, they were all uh, already having attained a Nibbana. So, uh, by seeing that, the Buddha, uh, just to describe the quality of Nibbana, or just to describe the, what is going on, you know, in, the, in, the, in that state of mind, gave this uh, utterance. And that utterance also, we can find it uh, here and there, you know, the same verse. Uh, you know, extracted and put in a different context, but uh, exactly the same. So first, I will tell it in Pali, and after that I will uh, uh, give the uh, translation. Nisitas chalitang, anisitas chalitang nati, chalita seti pasadi, Pasadia sati nati nahoti natia sati agati gati nahoti agati gatiya sati chutu papato nahoti chutu papate sati nevidha nahurang na ubayamantare na esevanto dukkasanti So, Nisitas Chalitang. The uh, complete translation, I will not go by word, word by word because it will be too long and uh, we are not in uh, you know, literary, literary class. So, the English goes for the supported, the dependent. There is instability. For the unsupported, the independent, there is no instability. When there is no instability, there is serenity. When there is serenity, there is no inclination. When there is no inclination, there is no coming and going. When there is no coming and going, there is no passing away and arising.
when there is no passing away and arising, there is neither here nor beyond nor in between the two. Just this is the end of suffering, Nibbana. So Nisitasa Charitang. For the supported, there is Charita. There is trembling. There is wavering. There is shaking. There is instability. The word Charita also is a synonym for Kampeti, and it, it, the, the meaning is about the same. And the one word that is derived, that is uh, uh, also derived from Kampeti, is Kapi, and Kapi means monkey. <laughs> the monkey is always jumping here and there, and he is not stable. So, also they compare that to the leaf. <laughs> so, like the leaves on the branch. You see? So if the branch is moving, then the leaves also are moving. So they are not stable. They really depend on the branch itself. All the time, you know, all the time. And uh, like anis sita, the, 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 the opposite, anis sita, uh, anis sita se, that means the person who is not dependent is not shaking like that. So uh, the parallel they make is that uh, the stability and the tranquility, the serenity that uh, such a person has attained is similar to a rock. And sometimes the disciple, you know, the advanced disciple, they are compared to a rock. And I am sure that uh, the image here of the Buddha that we see I am sure that they purposely uh, put a setup so that the rock is a kind of symbolic, you know, a, a kind of symbol, the symbol of uh, unshakableness, the symbol of uh, stability. So do you prefer to be stable and uh, firm like a uh, rock or to be like uh, trembling and, uh, you know, shaking like a leaf? Also, just I don't want to go on because the, what is important here, you know, the, the, the point that I want to make is uh, about the uh, nisita, uh, you know, the, depend, the, 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 the dependency. So I think I will go straight there. So what is the meaning here? What does it refer to? Which type of support? or which type of dependence uh, the person they are talking about, you know, the dependence that is going to make uh, somebody shaky. What is uh, that? And the commentary, they say that uh, it is the dependence on uh, craving and views. Tanha, tana, tana nisaya and uh, ditti nisaya. And the view is the view of self. When we always identify ourselves with the process, this is where we are getting stuck. This is where we are uh, calling problems because 
as soon as we are involved into the into the whole process, then preferences and liking and disliking and prejudice and uh, all kinds of uh, things follow the tendency of the mind that is based on the wishing for pleasure and uh, uh, trying to avoid the unple unpleasurable. So how do we become anisito? How do we become independent, autonomous, and free? So we could say that this can be done by developing independent dependence. By developing a good dependence leading to independence. So that's why the, that Pali word, Nisaya, is used in a very positive way, you know, throughout the you know, throughout the the the, the, the quotations or throughout the text and the and it means that you are supported in the, in the right way. And the first step uh, for that is the, to develop the right perspective, how to see the things properly. So the way we will be looking at the things and the perspective, the angle from which we are going to see things will change uh, or will have a very big influence on how uh, the further uh, development of uh, our actions uh, will go on. So that perspective is the samaditi, the right view. So also here I will introduce a little bit again uh, technical uh, uh, points. And uh, in some commentary, they say about right view that it, it can be divided in five parts. So we have as a five parts of samaditi, the first one is the kamasakata samaditi, that is the right view that makes uh, the understanding that uh, somebody is the owner of his own uh, actions. The second type of uh, right view is namarupa uh, paricheda, and this you will uh, find a little bit. Uh, kind of familiar if you have read uh, you know, your chart. So this is the definition of uh, uh, mind and matter. And the third type of right view is namarupa pachya pariga. So the uh, understanding the conditionality of mind and matter, then you come to a deeper uh, perspective. You come to uh, another perspective that is going to influence in a uh, very much a different way. And the fourth type of uh, right view is the when you practice the vipassana. So it is vipassana samaditi. And the fifth type of right view is the when you end up with uh, the fruit and the path, magapala samaditi. So the more you practice, and the more your perspective on the whole world is uh, getting affected. So also, depending on sila, this is something 
that is, you know, the support. And uh, depending on good actions, you know, body and uh, verbal and mental good actions, then we get freedom from bad conduct. We get freedom also from the bad effect that the dusila will bring to us, the bad effect that the bad conduct is going to bring to ourselves and especially to our mind. You know, we'll have uh, all kinds of agitation because we have done something that is not so uh, uh, proper. Another type of uh, dependence is the what you are doing here that is practicing meditation you know depending on the calm depending on the any kind of uh, serenity any kind of uh, uh, concentration like uh, all the subject of meditation or you know uh, any samatha practice like even if you don't uh, develop uh, full absorption the full jhana if you are to develop a neighborhood concentration, then you will be free from the hindrances temporarily. So this is a type of uh, freedom. And if you continue with, uh, with that practice of uh, calming the mind, then uh, by developing uh, insight, vipassana, then the defilements also will, will, uh, will lose their uh, power. Also, we can say that uh, we can have a dependence on a chart, <coughs> on a method. And actually, I'm not joking, this is very important. If we don't have a method for anything, then uh, the process is not so systematic. So to depend on a method, to depend on a, on a system that has been approved, that has, that has been tested and uh, uh, verified, you know, through especially long traditions of uh, of uh, lineage, then we can you, we we can somehow, you know, uh, depend on that and uh, and use that as a tool to develop the more understanding and then to develop also a practice that will be um, valuable and also a good method. Also, will provide us tools for analysis and then we will from that we will be independent from all kinds of uh, dependencies also that dependence you know that we have towards a method even at the end even the method itself we have to relinquish it, we have, we, we have to uh, put it away. Like the, the simile of the raft that uh, you probably know, that uh, somebody who wants to cross the flood of a river is building a raft, you know, with bamboos and with uh, all kinds of wood, and uh, he crosses the river. So once he is the other side of the, of the river, he doesn't need to carry the raft on his shoulder. Although the raft has been very useful and necessary for him to cross the river, then once the river has been crossed, then he doesn't need to carry that on his uh, shoulder. So it's the same thing with even the spiritual path, you know. 
at a certain point. We, it doesn't mean that we don't practice anymore, but it means that uh, we are not attached uh, to it anymore. Another dependence that is not to be neglected is the dependence on a good friend. And the reference about that is done with uh, a story when Ananda was uh, with the Buddha and uh, he was so uh, amazed with the harmony of the monks and with the harmony of uh, everybody, you know, behaving so much uh, properly with each other in the community uh, where they were living. And uh, then Ananda told the Buddha, oh, it is wonderful, venerable sir, that uh, such a friendship is existing among us. And he had come to the conclusion that uh, friendship actually could at least be 50% of uh, the support or, you know, the meaning of the monk's life. Then the Buddha approved him, but he said, no, you cannot say it is 50%. Good friendship associated with good people is 100% the value of uh, the monk's life. But also we can say about, we can say about friendship uh, that it is important in all kinds of society. And just see yourself, you know. Just if you have a good friend, the good friend is going to help you, is going to give you good advices. And uh, there are many benefits that uh, a friend is uh, going to uh, give to you. He will also teach you some things that he knows and uh, he will share all his experience. So the Sutta gives uh, specifically four advantages that a good friend uh, would bring to us. And they are you know, just the improvement in the morality, improvement in samadhi, and improvement in the wisdom. And eventually, if the friend is wise and a good teacher, like here they are talking specifically about a teacher, then there will be uh, the advantage of developing a liberation. So those are, you know, the official uh, four advantages that you get from a spiritual friend. So we should choose our friend. We have to be careful with whom uh, we are associating. Also, a good friend, like uh, many uh, of us who are wandering out to deal with the five hindrances. So uh, one common denominator with uh, dealing and uh, getting rid of the five hindrances is by being able to find a good friend. So by associating with a good friend, it's, it's going to support us uh, just getting rid of uh, hindrances. We can say also sometimes that a book can be a, a kind of friend to us. So a good book, you know, if we know how to select book well written, you know, book with meaning, book with wisdom, then they can be a source of inspiration. So books sometimes reveal the story of a, of a whole life of a human being. So it can also play the same thing. But it's not exactly the same, but however. So if we want to jump from one side of a river, uh, one side of a stream, then like a small stream, you know, when we are kids and we are going in the wood. And so if we have to step over a stream, 
we have to make very sure that uh, the place on which we are standing is uh, grounded enough, that our feet is grounded enough, because if we slip, then we just uh, end up in the mud. So it's like that. By uh, developing a very good dependence, we can you know, uh, acquire independence. I think we are all lucky here, because uh, all those good dependents, we are having them. I think it's a very special uh, opportunity, a very special also uh, kamma that we are able to practice here. So if you are here, it's because you have done something very uh, positive, you know, something that, is, uh, that has uh, brought you here. So the, 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 the kamma is there. Also, the morality, we are all practicing the sila. And uh, also, we are all practicing meditation for the concentration, and we are all developing the wisdom. And of course, we are all many good friends. Although we are not talking so much, then just the fact of sitting together is a support for uh, our inspiration. It is a support also for the continuance of uh, our practice. So what are the bad dependencies? So the main thing is the, the five hindrances. Because the five hindrances, they are the source of uh, all evil kinds of things, you know, and all evil uh, consequences. The views also that are limited and uh, with the false perspective, this is not really our uh, good friends. One story that I would like to mention that is a little bit of an extreme, but uh, somebody this summer, you know, a few months back here, gave me uh, an extract from the newspaper, you know, that uh, something happened in England. And uh, it was the case of a very rich person, a millionaire there, and he was a bank, uh, you know, a bank manager or something, and he had a company. And uh, then they, they sold the company and he was find out he was accused of a fraud, you know. And then the the he was sued by another company to reimburse, you know, uh, quite a, a big amount of tax. He had to pay a lot of money back. So that person, uh, what did he do? But believe it or not, you know, what he did is that. Uh, First of all, he took a gun, he killed his horse. Then he killed his dog. After that, he killed his wife. And he killed also his uh, daughter. And after that, he put fire to the big house that they were having a huge mansion worth of, uh, I don't know, two thousand, two million of uh, sterling pounds. And also, when he was doing that, also he filmed the whole thing, and at the end he shot himself. In the, in the end, that's a bit crazy, no? That's a bit nonsense, and of course it's extreme. I don't think we'll see that very often. But what does it shows? You know, that person was not an unintelligent person. He was very successful in the world, and he was very smart. 
But what happened is that uh, he just got overpowered with uh, strong emotions, and then he could not bear the fact of uh, being in a bad situation, and he could not bear also the fact of uh, you know, losing a lot of money. But if he had just a little bit of wisdom, he would have calmed down, and he would have made sense of it, and at least he would not have taken uh, the life of other people together with him. Also, if he had a good friend, you know, then he would have been able to, uh, to go through the, those difficulties and make sense out of them. But no, this is not what he did. So as a conclusion, I will say that uh, the more strength, wealth, resources, understanding, and independence we developed in ourselves, the more we will be fulfilling the purpose of our life. The more we are at peace with ourselves, the more we are able to share it with others. Like a big tree that can give shade and fruits to anyone coming nearby. Or like a tank full of water that can quench the thirst of anyone coming close to it. From healthy dependence to full independence. So we are very lucky to be here and very lucky to be alive. So now my talk is finished and this is your talk. But I would like to ask you, you know, just uh, one or two questions. What are your dependents? Do you benefit from them? And do they teach you how to grow? And are you hanging on the right branch? So you can think about it. If you like to say anything or to talk, you please, uh, please do. So we'll proceed with the questions. So from last week, we had not finished. So we'll go with the question number 12. Is it true that uh, Buddha Gosa, you know, the, the one who wrote the Visuddhimagga, is it true that the Buddha Gosa came from what is now Burma? Not true, not true. <laughs> Kenchipura, maybe Kenchipura is close to the, no, it is Madras, India, hmm? frontis area. Its native land is India. Kenchipura, they call, but I don't know 
the exact <coughs> place <coughs> around Madara. Madara now they change Chamai. Another question is, when illness becomes a distraction, should one attend to that illness or ignore until that becomes impossible? Maybe illness is very serious. The cure is better. Hmm? Take medicine, etc. But if small quantity, don't care. It is better. Ignore. Is there a way I can know my experience of analyzing Nama and Rupa is real? I have confidence in this practice, but there was one teacher of Arahant who was who also thought he was also thought he was enlightened because no hindrances came to his mind. One of his students showed him that he actually was not. Is it possible that a yogi thinks he is practicing correct, but it is actually incorrect? If you see Galapas, you can understand, I see Galapas. <laughs> Whether this is real or not, this is not okay. Not okay means you cannot attain any achievement if you have a lot of doubts. So when discerning mentality, you can clearly understand again discern mentality. But it is not clear to you, eh? you should try to practice in a clear way, it is better. But this Arha is Mahanaga. He already practiced Samadha Vipassana, especially his Samadha meditation is very high powerful. Very high powerful means depending on his samadha, he practices pipe mundane sex powers. He can fly in the sky. <laughs> Not like you. <laughs> he can see past lives, many, many, many thousand lives. Huh? You can see. He can see far away objects with his divine eye. So, he had possessed mundane sex power. Such type of concentration is very high. Such con concentration can produce a lot of strong, powerful lights, not only internally but also externally. When he brightens Vipassana, he can see ultimate materiality, ultimate mentality clearly. He can brightness dependent origination parallel. He brightness, he contemplates this mentality, materiality, and their causes as nature to another clearly. The problem is <coughs> when he brightness, especially Udiya Bhaya Jnana stage, the knowledge of rising and passing with knowledge. Ten types of impediments, impediments, arise, especially at the day, the light of wisdom is very strong, very powerful. 
Other than he baked, this light produced by his part in Prussian knowledge. So because of this reason, he baked, he began Rahat. Because for 60, 60, for 60 years, no defilements, no hindrances visit to his mind. No, how many years? <laughs> hmm? No hindrance visit to your mind. <laughs> so you should not compare. But one day his disciple Maha uh, suddenly forgot Dhamadina. <coughs> hmm. So Dhamadina he reflected, I began Raha. How about my teacher? My teacher is this Mahanagatira. Under the guidance of Mahanagatira, he practiced Samatha Vipassana, he began Rahat. But his teacher, how? Oh, so he replied his mind. He read his teacher's mind because he had quite mundane psych power. He can read others' mind. Other than he saw his teacher is still Utujana, worldly being. So because of this reason, he plied into the sky. Can you plied? <laughs> he can plied into the sky and visit to his teacher. And then his teacher is in his day-quarter time. Day-quarter time means in the day that he is practicing Samatha Vipassana. Why are you coming? This is not correct time, right time. Oh, I want to ask you such and such questions. If I know, I will answer. So he asked me thousand questions. What are thousand questions? I don't know, but it is not mentioned in books. So if you want to know them, please read others' mind. <laughs> so he gave answers correctly. So how many days ago you had such type of experience? So he explained 60 years. Why? Within 60 years, no defilements, no hindrances visit to his mind. This is because of the samatha power. His samatha meditation can suppress these hindrances for 60 years. So this is other than the impediments. If you want to understand the impediments, then please read Visodhimaga, the path of purification, the Udhyavya chapter the knowledge of rising and passing with chapter. This story is coming from this chapter. So it's especially at the time, the light of wisdom is very strong and very powerful. Because of this reason, he misunderstood. This may be produced by my but in Prussian knowledge. Hmm. Jeff? Maybe they say, no close is no good, he don't. <laughs> Just as the consciousness perceives the conceptual objects appearing in a dream to be Rupa, 
Likewise, how can the consciousness know with certainty that the objects it perceives as ultimate materiality are not actually concepts? Well, the question is funny, but uh, I will say I will say that yeah, that sorry, I will say that uh, the conceptual objects appearing in a dream to be rupa. So, if it is a conceptual object, then it's not rupa, because what we mean as ultimate re reality, what we mean by rupa, is uh, when you are able to go beyond the concepts. So, uh, either the question is not appropriately <coughs> asked. Maybe if you practice for poorly missed meditation systematically, you can see this small subatomic particles by your western eye. So when you see these clubs, whether this is true or not, you should not have such doubts. So you should thoroughly understand. If you see, then you can understand clearly and see. If you do not see, you can clearly understand, I do not see. <laughs> so this is a jewel. You should have no such doubts. Such doubts are not correct doubts. Maybe whether I see or not, whether this is true or not, this is not good. If it is true, then you should try this is true. If it is not true, then I do not see, this is better. Hmm? So, many meditators now in this retreat, they are practicing samatha as well as vipassanas. They can discern ultimate materiality, ultimate mentality clearly. Why they are doing like that? So, there is very important subject I want to explain. Hmm? Without understanding, without penetrating by your direct knowledge, poor noble troops, you cannot begin Sodhapana, or you cannot begin Sagadagami, or you cannot begin Nagami, or you cannot begin Rahat. So, among four noble truths, number one is the noble truth of suffering. What is the noble truth of suffering? Pike clinging aggregates. Among Pike clinging aggregates, number one clinging aggregate is the clinging aggregate of materiality. According to Buddha's teaching, the clinging aggregate of materiality arises as a subatomic small particles called kalabas. But these kalabas are not ultimate materiality. Again, you must analyze these kalabas. In each kalabas, there are 10 types of materiality, or 9 types of materiality, or 8 types of materiality, etc. So, at water, paya, wind, color, odor, flavor, nutritive, acid, life faculty, eye transparency, etc. So, if you can analyze those colors, other than only you can understand materiality, this is one of Kalinga aggregate only. Then you must continue to understand mentality. Adimate mentalities are the Kalinga aggregate of Pile, T, 
the glingy aggregate of perception, the glingy aggregate of formations, and the glingy aggregate of consciousness. But this is only number one noble truth, the noble truth of suffering only. Again, you must try to understand the origin of the noble truth of suffering, Sumuriya Sija. What is Sumuriya Sija? In brief, the dependent origination is the Sumuriya Sija. You must try to understand past causes produce present effect. Present causes will produce future effect. So this understanding is second knowledge, the noble truth of the origin of suffering. These two noble truths, pikelinge aggregates, or ultimate materiality and ultimate mentality, and they are causes, that is, the dependent origination. They are called sankhara formations. These sankhara formations are the object of vipassana. You must contemplate them as a nature toka and another. As soon as they arise, they pass away very, very quickly, so they are impermanent nature. They are always oppressed by rising and passing away, so they are toka suffering. There is no permanent entity, permanent substance in them, so they are impermanent. They are no self. Such type of contemplation is called vipassana. You must practice this vipassana systematically according to different knowledge stages, different stages of knowledge, vipassana inside. At that time only you can realize nibbana. If you realize nibbana, nibbana is the noble truth of the cessation of suffering. The path in Prussian knowledge which realized Nibbana is associated with Noble Eightfold Path. So, the Noble Eightfold Path is called the Fourth Noble Truth. So, altogether, there are four Noble Truths. So, for realization of Nibbana or for attainment of Nibbana, you must try to penetrate four Noble Truths. Penetrating Ponova truths, you cannot begin Sadabana or Sagadagami or Nagami or Raha. So, if you are not sure, then you should try to make sure by yourself it is better. Mm. How do I overcome, exhaust, or diffuse the influence of my bad? past actions. Is it only by increasing wholesome practices, or is there a role for penance, confession, or enduring pain or illness as a means of nullifying the potential effects that my bad actions from this life could produce? Maybe you must, you must practice sila samadhi pinya. Hmm? You should try to purify your bhaju. To, for purification of bhaju, you must observe five precepts, or eight precepts, or nine precepts, or ten precepts. That observing sila also can remove bad habits. 
Then you must also practice samatha. That samatha meditation also can suppress the bad habits. Why? Samatha meditation can suppress by hindrances or defilements temporarily. Because of this reason, bad habits are produced by defilements or hindrances. If the samatha meditation can suppress these defilements and hindrances, then that bad, bad, bad actions may disappear temporarily. In the same way, you should also practice vipassana. That vipassana inside also can suppress these bad actions because these bad actions are produced by defilements. Vipassana inside can suppress these bad defilements. Another way is you should try to attain Sodapana stage or Skadagami stage or Nagami stage or Raha stage. That four-part improvement knowledge can destroy the filaments completely without remainder stage by stage. And then the filaments will disappear without remainder. Because of this reason, bad actions may disappear forever. But there are some problems. Some problems may we. In Bali, it is called Vasana, habit jewel practice. That habit jewel practice produces no bind defilements. This is because of habit. One famous example is Binariva Pilinda Vocha. Binariva Pilinda Vocha, whenever he saw anime, he called Vasala. What is the meaning? The right meaning of Vasla is inferior one. Wherever he saw anyone, he always called inferior one. Please come inferior one. In this way, always call. But not because of the phylumets. Because of his habitual brightness. What is his habitual brightness? Successfully for 500 lives time. 500 existences. He became Brahmanas. Brahmanas, they think they are very high class. So they condemn others as an inferior one because of this habitual practice. Whenever he, the, although he became Raha, whenever he saw anyone, he called inferior one. Wasala, wasala. So this habitual brightness is a little bit difficult to remove. Only Buddha can remove. Does a cloud experience suffering when the causes and conditions that produce and support it cease? If not, then how is the materiality aggregate that is the formation of the cloud, Dukkha? The same meaning is that uh, are the five aggregates of clinging dukkha by themselves or just because we are clinging to them? So here the question is a cloud, like any kind of uh, rupa. If it is changing, uh, like the cloud, if it is, is it suffering or not? No, because of us. 
because of you. Why? According to Buddha's teaching, there is no I, there is no you, there is no he, there is no she. <laughs> How you can say? <laughs> because of you, this became Dukkha. According to Buddha's teaching, there is no man, no woman, no he, no she, no you, no son, no daughter, no father, no mother, no wife, no husband. Only mentality, materiality. Only five aggregates. These five aggregates, as soon as they rise, they pass away. They are always oppressed by rising and passing away. So because of this reason, they themselves begin to come. A meditator must try to see this dukkha. At that time only, he had disenchantment to this five aggregates. That disenchantment, when this disenchantment very strong, then path and fruition knowledge just will arise stage by stage. That path and fruition knowledge can destroy the defilements completely without remainder, especially Vajra, ignorance, Dana, craving, Ubadana, clinging, Sankara, Bolishana formations, and Kama. Based on ignorance, craving, and clinging, they accumulate wholesome and unwholesome karmas. These wholesome and unwholesome karma can produce new future existence. If there is no ignorance, no craving, no clinging, then pollution and formations cannot produce any new existence. Because when these ignorance, craving, and clinging support at that time only, pollution and formations can produce new existence. If they practice system medically, we pass at the end of Vipassana, this path and pollution knowledge will arise taking Nibbana as object. These different stages of path and pollution knowledge will destroy the defilements, ignoring, craving, craving, and clinging completely without remainder. At that time, karma, pollution, and formations, and karma cannot produce any new existence. At that time, Dukkha will cease completely without remainder. What is Dukkha? Five aggregates. Five aggregates will cease completely without remainder. Because of the truth of Anatta, I am skeptical about the idea of rebirth over lifetimes. If there is no separate, fixed self, what exactly continues across lifetimes and gets a reborn? According to Buddha's teaching, there are only cause and effect, mentality and materiality. Mentality and materiality are five aggregates. Same. Hmm? Mentality means form, mentality aggregates. Feeling, perception, pollution, information, and consciousness are called mentality. Because of the now in this retreat, some meditators are practicing dependent origination. Because of the five past causes number one, ignorance, 
Number two, Caribbean. Number three, Klingay. Number four, Polish formations. And number five, Kama. Kama potentiality. Because of these five causes, mentality and materiality of five aggregates arise. These causes are also no self. Five aggregates are also no self, another. No self. If there is this cause, this effect will arise. If there is no cause, then this effect will cease completely without a matter. This only. There is in the cause, ignorance, craving, and clinging, pollution and formations, and karma potentiality. There is no self. Only cause. What is ignorance? For example, one yogi, she has attachment to Brahma life. So, if she knows Brahma, this is raw understanding, ignorance. Because according to Buddha's teaching, there is no man, no woman, no deva, no Brahma. Only mentality and materiality only. But if she knows Brahma, this is raw understanding. That raw understanding is called ignorance, Vicha. Depending on this ignorance, she has attachment to Brahma like future existence. That attachment is called craving. Repeated attachment is called clinging. Depending, these are three development rounds. They can produce round or rebirth, main cause. Depending on these three causes, she accumulates white casino, that jana. This is pollution formations. In that jana, there are 31 mental formations. What are 31? Do you want to know? Please practice this pradigali. <laughs> he understands well. <laughs> so, 31 bullish informations. These 31 bullish informations are called kama, uh, sankara. These sankaras, as soon as they rise, they pass away very, very quickly. But they left behind kama potentiality. This kama potentiality is called kama. So altogether, there are five causes. Because of these five causes, in one of future, one becoming future life, she will become Brahma. Is it true? Whether is it true or not, if you want to know, then please practice Pradigali. Huh? Yeah, many meditators are practicing Pradigali. <laughs> so you should try to practice Pradigali, other than you will understand Pradigali. But in the cause, there are together five causes. Ignorance, craving, clinging, bullish informations, and karma potentiality. In these causes, there is no other, no self. These causes will produce future Brahma existence. That existence is mentality, materiality, or five aggregates. 
These five aggregates has also no other known self. Because of this cause, this effect arises. Because of the complete cessation of these causes, these five aggregates also cease completely without remainder. This is Buddha's teaching. There is no one who go from one life to another life. No man, no woman cannot go. No deva, no brahma cannot go. Only cause and effect. Only mentality and materiality only. In the Visuddhimagga, concentration subjects begins with the kasinas. Why does the power concentration development begins with mindfulness of breathing, which the Visuddhimagga describes as difficult, difficult to develop, a field in which only the minds of Buddha, Pachika Buddhas, and Buddha's sons are at home? Are you Buddha's son or not? <laughs> If you are not Buddha's son, I will not teach you. <laughs> so this is the best on your own desire. In Mahasri Prana's Sota, Buddha begins only mindfulness of breathing. How can you explain? Maybe we saw him, this is according to his own idea. He summarized Samatha meditation, Pudi Samatha meditation. But his desire maybe he want to explain Kasina's past. What is his reason? I don't know. If you want to know the reason, please ask him. <laughs> it is better. But according to Buddha's teaching, there are Pudi Samatha meditation subjects. Among Pudi, suitable one he can choose. But Visodhi Maga also explains there are charitas. Charita means habitual practice. So depending on charita, they may choose any kamatana. He explains bodhisamata meditation. Although he explains bodhisamata meditation, he always writes one meditator can choose according to his charita. So anyone can choose. But according to my research, many meditators, if they practice Kasina first, sometimes they must do Kasina Saka. Then they must look at this Kasina with open eye, then close eye. For example, white Kasina Saka. With open eye, they must see, they must close. If they do like that, sometimes they can do, but some meditators, they cannot do. They cannot do means when they close their eyes, they cannot see the exact kasina saga. So many difficulties. Because of this reason, if they practice anambana first, or if they practice poor limits meditation first, after that, if they switch, 32 parts of body. From 32 parts of body, if they practice four color casinas, black casina, yellow casina, red casina, white casina, it is very easy for many meditators. So because of this reason, we start anapana. But every kamatana, every meditation subject is not easy. 
Buddha never says his teaching is very easy. <laughs> Buddha says very, my teaching is very deep, very profound. It is not easy to see for those who have a lot of debt, a lot of defilement debt in their western eye. Their western eye is full of defilement debt. Such persons cannot penetrate my teaching. In this way, Buddha always says. So it depends on your defilements. For some meditators, any meditation subject is very easy. What is? In their western eye, no dust. No much dust. Only a few dust only. Because of this reason, they can meditate well. It depends on their parami. Because of the previous parami, if they practice anabana, very easy. If they practice poem meditation, very easy. If they practice kasinas, it is also very easy. So you can test by yourself which meditation subject will be very good for you. If you test each commentator meditation subject, maybe one, sub, one meditation subject about one week, then you will understand which will be suitable for you. Okay. Maybe for some meditators, very good. It is. For some meditators, it is very good, like our body said. But for enlightenment, he said anabana, pra anabana, he practiced tenkasinas, etc. So then he practiced, but for enlightenment, obunivasa nosri bhinyana, the second power of recollection of past life. And then, divide I, Diva Chaku Vinyana, the sake power of Divine Eye. So he practiced this Vinyana, sake powers before enlightenment in the Uruvela forest. So these Vinyanas, they must practice Tenkasinas, eight Adimas, in 40 ways. So he do this because of his Barami, he can do very easily. Because of his unwholesome karma, he practiced six years for self-modification practice. Hmm? So, though, last week you said that Nibbana is unconditioned because it already exists. We don't produce it. We just realize something that is already there. How is this related to what the Buddha was saying when he talked about the luminous mind? Also, is this similar to what is called the Buddha nature in the Mahayana tradition? Would you please explain a little bit more about that? I do not understand Mahayana tradition. Luminous mind, Buddha says in two places. One is Bhavanga mind, our mind 
This is also luminous. Pabhasra midam bhikkhujita. In this way, Buddha says. Now, in this meditation reader, there are some meditators who can see this mind. So they understand well. This is luminous, like mirror. There is also another Vinyana Anidasana Nanda Sabato Papa. When they practice Vipassana, at that time also we had already explained Samatha and Vipassana. That Samatha, mind and Vipassana, mind or Samatha, Western Pagality and Vipassana, Western Pagality also can produce powerful light. This is also called the light of wisdom. But when they write when they attain path and fruition knowledge, when they realize Nibbana, that path and fruition knowledge also can produce strong, powerful light. This light also luminous. This mind, path and fruition knowledge mind also luminous mind. So we personal mind also luminous mind. Samatha mind, if they attain jhana, that samatha mind also luminous mind. They can produce light only. So that when they realize nibbana, they are, the realization of nibbana means by, they realize nibbana by part in Prussian knowledge. That part in Prussian knowledge also can produce this like the light of wisdom. So they are metaphorically called luminous mind. But actually, mind has no color. Metaphorically, they are, they say, the luminous mind only. In the same way, our Buenga mind also can produce light, can produce the color. Boenga might also can produce small particles, mind bone materiality. If you bright if you design these small particles, in each mind, in each particle, there are eight types of materiality, such as art, water, paya, wind, color, odor, flavor, and nutritive acid. This color became bright only. So one mind moment can produce uncountable calabas. So one calabas color and another calabas color combined together begin luminous. So this is this color is bright. In this in those calabas there is also fire element. Tejo. That fire element is called temperature. That temperature also can produce new calabas. These calabas if you analyze, there are eight types of material. More eight types, there is also color. That color also bright, luminous. So the combination of two types of color bars, mind bone color bars and temperature bone color bars, the color, two types of color together is begun luminous only. In the same way, when they, you are bright, they say somata, if you attain jhana, that jhana can produce the light of wisdom, not only internally but also externally. But external light is 
temperature-bomb materialities akala only. In the same way, when you practice vipassana, that vipassana also can produce the light of wisdom not only internally but also externally. That external light is also called temperature-bomb materiality. In the same way, when you realize Nibbana, your part and pushing knowledge also can produce this light. This light, not only internally but also externally. That light is also called the light of wisdom, metaphorically. Actually, this light is the materiality's light, or mind bomb materiality as well as temperature bomb materiality's color only. What level of samadhi is necessary to achieve the insight of a sotapanna? Maybe we cannot say exactly for some meditators, poor elements, if they practice poor elements meditation systematically, they can become arahat. This is pure vehicle meditator. They do not practice samadha jhana. But some meditators, when practicing poor elements meditation, their light of wisdom is not enough to penetrate Adime materiality as well as Adime mentality and their causes. What is the reason? The light of wisdom is not enough to penetrate this materiality, mentality and their causes. So, for those, if they cannot penetrate this Adime materiality and mentality by practicing four elements meditation, they must practice Samadhanjana. Samadha jhana, light is very powerful, then four elements meditation. For some meditators, not for every meditator. Some meditators, especially in time of Buddha, they practice four elements meditation only up to the of Arahat stage. So we cannot say exactly who is suitable, which type of samadha is necessary, or which type of samadha they should practice. We cannot say exactly why. We cannot read others' mind. This is one reason. Another reason is we cannot read their past parami. Whether they have enough parami or not, we cannot understand. This is the domain of Buddhas. Only the Buddha can differentiate which type of meditation subject will be suitable for him. For example, in Dino Buddha, Benarivya Sari Buddha has one Sari Buddha had one disciple. That disciple is good. Previously as a layman, he was goldsmith. He was very beautiful, handsome. So Benarivya Sari Buddha think such type of person will be suitable asubha bhavana, formless meditation. So he did formless meditation. For three months, he had an, no nimeda only. <laughs> he cannot attain any jhana, no nimeda. No nimeda means when he closed his eyes, he cannot see this dead body. 
what is the reason? The reason is successfully for 500 likes, 500 existences. He began ghost He saw only, always see beautiful colors, pure gold. So he want to see only beautiful colors only. He don't want to see repulsible objects. But Venerable Sariboda do not understand his previous latent tendency. So because of this reason, he teach Asuba meditation, fullness meditation, but he cannot attain any achievement. After Vosa, <coughs> he carry his disciple to the Buddha. Buddha says, oh, please put your disciple here. Please let him live here. I will teach him. Today, you can see even your disciple will be Raha. Mm. Oh, Buddha teach, Buddha create by his psych power one lotus flower, red color. Paduma lotus flower, maybe very big saga. Then give Buddha to this disciple. Please go to the corner of your Jidawana Vihara, Jidawana Monastery. Please meditate red casino. See this lotus flower, red color. When he saw this beautiful color, he became very happy to see. And then he practiced. Very quickly, he added Abdul Pot Jana. When he added Abdul Pot Jana, Buddha sent his ray the light of wisdom to that Beku. Then, light is very strong, he opened his eye and he saw Buddha. Then, Buddha teach to practice Vipassana. He understood Adime materiality, Adime mentality, and they are causes how to practice. Because Venerable Sari Buddha teach him for three months. So, how to practice Vipassana? The way of practice he understood already. So, when Buddha teach him, to practice Vipassana, then he can discern ultimate materiality, ultimate mentality, and their causes. And they practice Vipassana systematically, and the evening he began Araha. Is it easy? <laughs> Not easy. <laughs> there is red color. Wow. Hmm? You can practice this red casino. Is it possible or not? You can you can understand very clearly. <laughs> okay. I am an angry person who gets angry at every sound I hear while meditating. Most things annoy me very much, so it's very difficult. Question five. Uh, six. Question five. Uh, well, I can after. So it's very difficult to meditate. No, no. Question five. Okay, the previous question is: uh, Can you explain what Dhamma Udacha Vigganitang Manasang Uti means? Does it mean <laughs> to spontaneously become enlightened? No, no, no. This is 